Welcome to the Doctor's Nutrition Show with Doctors Jim and Janine Fox. Together, they bring over 50 years of combined experience helping people just like you attain better health through interpretation of lab work, nutrition, supplementation, and lifestyle changes. And now, here are the Doctors Fox with the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Welcome to the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Jim. And I'm Dr. Janine. This is going to be a very interesting show for everybody. Probably a so, little controversial. but Well, maybe that too. But, you know, I think it's going to be something that really kind of, you know, hits home for everybody. It's the flu season. Right. And then, you know, the question today is, we get it every day. I guess <laughs> this question is something that we have people come in every single day and ask us. Right. Should I get the flu shot? Oh, we get to ask that. We get asked that every single every day. day. Yeah. Now, Personally, we do not take the flu shot. That is correct. We always tell people it's their personal decision, and they have to decide what's right for them. But we're going to tell you today something that might work as well as a flu shot instead of a flu shot, and some of the statistics about the flu shot. Yeah, I think that's what's going to be kind of interesting is to make, you know, because the people don't know if you don't, if you haven't dug through all those statistics to try to find out all these, you know, things, and you really don't know. They just, you know, you go by what they tell you, oh, take the flu shot. Right. Uh, It's going to save your life, right? And the statistics we're going to talk about right first. Okay, how effective is the flu shot? Now, it changes from year to year, no doubt, because... You know, the virus itself can mutate a little bit. And if it mutates a little bit, the strand that they use in the shot may not even help at all. Now, we are going by statistics from the World Health Organization. We are not making these up ourselves. And so they're all going to probably be skewed on the side of it working better than it actually does. Yes. Just you, wanted to say that. We're, yes, we're <laughs> I was going to say that's our disclaimer. So, But we are going to yeah. give them the benefit and give you what they say. Right. Now... You know, they have like a a list of what year it was, how much effectiveness, how much effectiveness here. The most effectiveness, and it's rare because not one of the year has it been this effective, is 2010-2011 season, it was 60% effective. Right, which still means that 40% 40%, of the time it it did not work. Exactly, it did not help. Now, your worst year was 2014-2015, where it was 19% effective. I, I would say that is a paltry yeah. effectiveness. So 81%, it wasn't effective. Right. So a lot of the years, it's somewhere in the 30s and 40s. But we gave Average. you the highest, and we gave you what they rec- they say is the lowest. Right. And you got to take that and say, okay, that is the, they're going to actually always skew it on the high end. Always. And statistics, if y'all all know much about statistics, you can kind of make them come out however you want. Right. But. Okay, starting there. So the flu shot is not, you take a flu shot, you're not going to get the flu. No, it's, that it is just not doesn't how it works. work that way. Hmm. If it did, then yes, maybe everybody should take the flu shot, and then there would be no more flu, because right. then you couldn't actually um, give it to anybody, because nobody else would get it. Right. But that's just not the case on how a flu shot works. Now, the downsides of flu shots yes. is the side effects. You know, that's something I think that, you know, of course, there's been a lot of talk in the past about some of the chemicals that are in the flu right. vaccines, like the uh, methylmercuries and so on. And, and the and, aluminum. And, and the aluminum, right. Side effects on those, you don't see for a long time. 
Yeah, so years. that would never be in a reported um, anything that was reported as an a side ad- effect. Exactly. Re- now they know the common side effects, just common. And right. this is many, many, many people, and they don't actually consider this to be an adverse side effect. It was been like the fever, mm-hmm. the chills, the body aches, right. the pain, flu-like symptoms. Flu-like symptoms. Right. And so that is a. They have a lot of those side effects just regularly, and those are not considered adverse reactions. That's just common side effects of the flu. Right. Now, when you start looking at, okay, how many adverse reactions have been reported, mm-hmm. most, there's not, you know, you look and there might be 500 reported, but most under 1% is what's estimated to actually be reported on adverse effects. Which if you say 1% and there's 500 been reported, then that means there's something like, what, 50,000 that, that actually right. got. Now, happen? I have an example of just last week of one that will not be reported. And nope. it was a severe adverse effect. The lady came in and she said she wanted to show me something. And, and I'm, I mean, she was broke out all over her body and her skin was cracking and bleeding and she couldn't even bend her hands. And I said, what happened? Did you, were you exposed to an extreme chemical? I mean, that's what it looked exactly. like. I mean, she was actually, well, and she, she said, was. no, I took the flu shot. And she said, I never take it. I let them talk me into it. They pushed me, pushed me, pushed me. So I finally said, okay, I'll take it. She took it, and the next day, her whole body broke out everywhere. And like I said, she cracked, bleeding, and it was severe. Right. And she went to two or three doctors before she come showed me, and they said, oh, well, that wasn't from a flu shot. Right. So it's never going to be reported. So it's not going to be reported. Right. So that's one thing that we kind of want to point out. When you look, they won't show that many adverse reactions to the flu shot. But I've seen it. My own grandpa had one probably 10 years ago. Yeah. He used to take anything well, that was free. So they were giving, say, they were giving free, free flu it. shots, yeah, so he yeah. was going to get one. Going to have one. Well, he had a severe reaction where he had hives over his entire body, yep, and it lasted did. a year. Yes. And now he says you couldn't hog tie him and give him a flu shot. And yeah. he's 95, so he's the ones they really pushed to get flu oh, shots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, okay, so we've talked about flu shots how they work their effectiveness adverse effect right now what we really wanted to get to is a study that actually was published in the british medical journal that looked at vitamin d being as effective as a flu shot yeah and i think that's the you know the point is this is not again this is not conjecture on our part this is science it's you know british medical journal is a pretty well-established medical journal it's peer-reviewed which means it has to be reviewed to make sure that the information that they are saying is accurate correct so, and that was done in 2000, they did this on in 2017. So right. they were looking at, you know, past effectiveness uh, of the, the particular issue that they right. were looking at. And previously. actually an earlier study in 2010, a Japanese study had already yeah. said the same thing, that yes. vitamin D supplementation was actually effective in preventing the flu and colds. Actually respiratory problems right. is Upper what most of this looks, right. looks right. at, which is colds and flus. Right. And so they say, okay, how effective is vitamin D at decreasing this? And when they looked at what it was, was a meta-analysis of, of a lot of different studies. It was like 25 different studies with a 10,000 people that they looked at. So it right. wasn't just a few people that was looked at. No, it was a very big meta-analysis. Right. And what they found was that if people are deficient in vitamin D, which we know. We see it every day. That it's most people. Yes. Because we do blood testing. As you know, if you've come to us or if you've listened to us before, we do lots of blood testing. Correct. And that's how we know what the person needs. And it's always a good idea to have your vitamin D level checked. And especially we're coming up on the time of the year where people are going to be at their lowest because we're in the winter. That is correct. Right. And so what it did is, like I said, it looked at this and said, these people that are deficient, taking vitamin D is 50% effective against colds and flu. 
That's pretty astounding. Okay, right so that is as effective. Like I told you, 30s and 40s is your norm on the effectiveness of the flu shot, according right. to the WHO. Yeah, World Health Organization, right. And But it's been as low as 19%, right. high as 60%. But it's as effective as that. Right. So get your D level to normal instead of getting the flu shot. You know, and, and, and now let's just take a moment and talk about D levels, Janine, because yeah. you and I see this every day. Like I say, we we do a tremendous amount of lab work on people. And I, I admit that most of the people that we see are either sick or trying to get over something. Or, right. you know, they're in they're in they're, they're trying to take care of their own health. So they check their vitamin D levels. And typically to a person. We never see anybody that is in a good range unless they are supplementing. Rarely. There are a very few. It's rare. Your redheaded, blue-eyed people that might go outside a lot, which is not normal. They, they, they usually stay of, out of the sun. Right. Yeah, they typically, because they're worried about skin cancer. So but they, you can't say uh, ever, but I can honestly say we live in a sunny, we're in south, you know, south as you can go in Mississippi. We're yeah. on the beach. Mm-hmm. We live in a sunny, hot area. Mm-hmm. So people are exposed to the sun more than they are in most of the country for mm-hmm. most of the year. Yeah. And we we see here really low vitamin D levels. So I yeah. said, I know if they're low here, they're going to be low across the country. And we do a lot of lab work across the country as well, and they're always low. Yeah, the I, ones from up north, there's no question. They always are. Oh, yeah. I, well, I just... Uh, just uh, somebody, Unless they're supplementing, like some, you said. Somebody just sent me uh, some lab work from uh, the person who was in Texas, yeah. South Texas. Well, that's and pretty the, hot, too. That's pretty <laughs> sunny and hot, too. And... Their vitamin, they had checked their vitamin D and it was nine nanograms. Which, Ooh, that's yeah, terrible. That's terrible. You know, I mean, they say 30 to 100 nanograms per population is actually the norm. Um, this guy was at nine. Yeah. So that's pretty low. And that's, you know, we see that all and the time. And we like optimal between 50 and 80. And there's yeah. even some authorities out there that think that the antiviral effect, you have to be up around 70. Yeah, they talk about that. So, much, you, yeah. you know, you kind of want it on the higher end. You don't want to just be acceptable. If you could do your labs and it's 31 and, you know, you're barely above the range, yeah. it might not be enough. And so that's why we actually say, you know, you always want to see where your D level is and you always Correct. want to supplement accordingly. And we're not just talking about adults. That's true. We we see an awful lot of children, and we do, the, and they're almost kids, always low. You know, and and if you look back, if you think about it, most of the kids are the ones that get sick. Yeah. Either the kids or the really old people, right? You know, the folks in the middle. And they're the ones that spread it to the, and the people in the middle it, that get yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and, and those of us in the middle that get it, it's because the kids or the old people have gotten it and kind of spread it around, spreading the holiday cheer, so to speak. Right. And that's not a good thing. So anyhow, back to the this thing you know, without supplementation and without testing you don't know where your vitamin d level is no that's that's i think that's the underlying thing is you have to check it we always suggest two times a year right now we're in a uh, fall and you know coming up on winter so to speak so that's a good time to check it because it's going to be probably at one of its lowest points here very soon around soon. christmas and so probably on. around so, christmas yeah. yeah and then of course around june july you know, is a good time to check it because that's probably going to be as about as high as it ever gets. Yeah, maybe June, July, maybe August. August. So it's kind of yeah. like, you know, just put even December, January, yeah. and maybe, you know, August. June to August, yeah. yeah. Somewhere in there. If you check it, I think it needs to be tested twice a year for that effect because you need to know at its highest point and at its lowest point, where are you? Right. Not, not you where can... your neighbor is, not where your, your brother or sister or cousin or whatever is. Where are you? And today, we're, I mean, we're just talking about the effects of you know reducing the likelihood of getting 
colds and flus. Right. You could fill this room up with research on other uses on vitamin D. Oh, God. So it's also good for overall health. We haven't got time. Again, yeah, we're not doing a vitamin D show. Kind of we are, but I mean. (laughs) Sort of. But anyway, and about your vitamin D. Yes. A lot of people, you definitely do not want D2. Nope, you don't. There's a lot of research out there saying you want D3 only. So don't do D2. Actually, D2, has they've shown it to have some detrimental effects. It is, especially to the brain. Uh, it actually, something about the amyloid plaque yeah. and all that. Yeah, okay, yeah. all right. We so, won't talk about that now. Though. And there's a lot of cofactors when yes. it comes to vitamin D. Oh. And there's things that yes. actually make you utilize vitamin D better. And, of course, we use a product all the time called ADK2. That's because we put And it has the A and the K2, which are two of the biggest cofactors. Right. There are other cofactors and even, you know, the other nutrients that actually help it work. But those are probably two of the biggest. But I mean, zinc plays a role, boron plays a role, magnesium. So even doing a multivitamin, which we always suggest as well. Uh, We think that's the building block for for good health. Now, our ADK2 has 5,000 vitamin D, which, of course, in like children might be too much. So we do have a DK2 spray. Right. And that way you don't have to worry about getting too much A in the children as well. And you can actually give them the spray and just spray it in their mouth. Yes. So we have a couple different forms that you can do. And you can get on our website, which is doctorsnutrition.com. And yeah, just spell it out D O C T O R S nutrition. And ADK2 or DK2 liquid. Mm-hmm. So that gives you something that you can do this winter to actually prevent the flu. And, and even if you've had a flu shot and you, you're listening to this and you said, oh, I shouldn't, you, it's not too late to take your D. No, it's not. You know, and here's a, here's a, and we run into this one all the time too. We have the person come in and, and we test their vitamin D and it's low. And they said, well, you know, it was low about a year or so ago, but they gave me vitamin D for, you know, 30 days or so. And it and came back up to it normal. came back up to normal. Okay. But they stopped taking it. And if you stop taking your vitamin D, then it's probably going to be low, low again. again. I mean, because, you know, I mean, we got to use a little common sense. We usually sense. use maintenance, especially yes. in some people that don't make vitamin D adequately. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to make it right after, if you've not made it before, especially right. if you're at a very low level. And we see Correct. some very low levels, very. which is kind of scary. Yeah. Um, another thing just with really low levels is increased cancer risk. Yes. But, you know. That's a different show. That's a different show. <laughs> exactly. So get your D checked. Yes. Get your vitamin D for and start now. I, it's already November. Yeah, it's really. I mean, you know, it's uh, going to be Christmas before you know it. You know? And, exactly. you know, so, you know, while you're out doing your Christmas shopping, you know, get this thing done. You know, right now, take that step. You know, the Chinese say journey of 10,000 miles begins with one step. And so take that one step, get that D level checked, and we can check it for you if you need to. Yep, just, just give us a call. call. In most states, we can do it. Most states, we can do it. And uh, so just give us a call. We can do that for you. And we can find out what it takes to keep you safe during the flu season and at optimal levels at optimal levels all right good deal okay well i think we've given enough information to think about here today right so for now uh dr janine and i will be signing off on the doctor's nutrition show hope you have a great holiday season and we'll be seeing you later and like always if you have any questions just call us at 1-800-824-0194 so long and thanks for listening to the doctor's nutrition show with doctors jim and janine fox this show is a presentation of DoctorsNutrition.com. Find out more by going online to DoctorsNutritionMedia.com for archives of these shows, along with archived Doctors Nutrition TV shows with the Doctors Fox. You can also call our toll-free customer service number, 1-800-824-0194, where there is never a charge to talk to one of our doctors.